Welcome to Ghoul's Questions podcast from Corvin Networks, created for global corporate venturing. For more information, please visit www.corvin.com. Hello, today on uh, Question uh, Time with Andrew Gore, we are speaking to uh, Jörg Sievers, who is Managing Partner of SAP Ventures Fund One General Partnership. So, hi, Jörg. Hi, Andrew. Hi, thanks very much for, for joining us. So, um, it'd be great, please, if you could give us a brief description first, please, of the, the purpose of the venture funds that, that you've got, when it was formed, and really the process of how it works within, within SAP, please. Very happy to, and uh, thanks, Andrew, for having the opportunity to discuss that. Uh, and in a moment, I'll also explain why it's quite timely. Um, SAP Ventures um, uh, has a long history. SAP actually uh, quite a long time ago recognized the need to understand new market opportunities uh, on the one hand, as well as uh, in the core business disruptive trends that might occur. Uh, Asso Plattner, one of the founders of SAP, uh, and in 1997 uh, the CEO, founded SAP Ventures in 1997, um, mm-hmm. mainly to gain insights into market trends, so to understand new market opportunities, as well as to understand disruption in the core market of SAP. Uh, with that, SAP Ventures is one of the longest-standing corporate DC programs in the industry. In, yep. in an effort to um, a, provide stability um, and uh, to build a self-sustained program, so not one that is that needs continuous funding, but that actually is self-sustained but not profitable, as well as to help align interests between the investment vehicle as well as the portfolio, uh, with the portfolio companies. Uh, SAP Ventures was set up slightly different from most corporate DCs in that it was set up as a financial investor from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The idea is, one, uh, being financially driven, we look for the most innovative and fastest growing companies in the market, which is exactly the part that describes the new market opportunities because the probably strongest indicator that there is a new market is that companies are paying money uh, yeah. to portfolio companies or to interesting companies in the market. Uh, at the same time, though, uh, well, the universe of companies that we look at uh, in terms of what was strategic to SAP is what is valuable to SAP. The companies that we invest in may or may not be strategic to SAP. The reasoning and the idea behind that is, A, also wanted SAP Ventures to be self-sustained and profitable, so our focus is purely on return on invest. And the reason for a company to invest for us uh, may correlate, but may also correlate just weakly with SAP's strategic interests. So we might look at a company that is super attractive for SAP and really interesting uh, but um, from an investment perspective, maybe not so because uh, at this point in time, it's such a big company that uh, there's a lot of interest in the market to invest and valuations are beyond what we're willing to pay, for example. So right. okay. saying that we don't invest does not mean that a company may not be interesting or strategic to SAP. And vice versa, if we invest in a company, it may be because it's a great investment opportunity, but it may not be relevant to SAP. So uh core idea of Hustle was to um, have SAP Ventures as a separate self-sustained entity with its own core business, which is financial investments, 
but to link that to SAP in terms of how we look at the market and when that's coming. Correct, correct. So, yeah, no, so that's a good insight because that, that balance between financial and strategic is normally a big issue for lots of corporates and their funds on on how they get that balance. But it seems that SAP there has been sustainable for quite some time now has, has got that balance. Yeah, and that, that was, was, was a question. You, you see most of the more recent um, corporate funds uh, that were started have a somewhat similar approach, whether you look at Google Ventures or Steamboat or um, even a little bit more different, the BlackBerry Partners Funds. Um, basically, all of those have primarily a financial objective and provide a strategic objective in terms of insight into the market but not necessarily by making strategic investments for whatever reason you might call investment strategic. They're all yep. focused on uh, just um, being an investment uh, investment as such and providing insight into the market. Great. So can you tell us a little bit about the, about the fund, the partnership, and the amount of capital you've got? Yes. Um, the, the way we were structured was part of SAP, and we used to invest um, SAP's own equity. Uh, in early this year, in January this year, so January 2011, um, we changed that structure such that we effectively turned SAP Ventures into a limited partnership, uh, a U.S. Delaware LLC, uh, with $353 million um, capital under management. So, mm-hmm. uh, we also funded the general partnership, um, which was founded by the six founding partners, of which I am one. Uh, and we have a U.S. management company and a European management company for the operational part. Uh, the uh, fund is set up such that the general partnership, i.e., the six partners, uh, run all decisions around the limited partnership. Uh, and we have an advisory committee in the limited partnership, uh, which is currently managed by Werner Brands, our group CFO, and Michelle Sika, our group CTO. And uh, it's something that we find incredibly valuable. So a good balance there between the financial and the technology connection and that for, for the fund. Yeah. Good. So core to the success of these things is the people and the partners and that you work with. Can you give a brief overview of, of how that works within the SAP Ventures. Very happy to. So um, most corporate VCs, uh, if you as a corporate VC strive mainly to be very strategic, make strategic investments, you want people to come out of the corporate uh, into the fund as investment managers. Uh, SAP Ventures being primarily a financial investor, uh, our team is much more like a typical financial independent VC uh, than a corporate VC. So we um, pretty much all joined from outside. We all have a mix of venture capital and operating and entrepreneurial experience. So mm-hmm. very classical, actually, uh, compared to a typical VC. Uh, we're six partners. Uh, five are based in Palo Alto. I'm based in uh, Waldorf, uh, headquarters of SAP. Uh, I operate Europe and Israel. My five partners in Palo Alto obviously operate the U.S., uh, all across the U.S., as well as India and Brazil. Okay. Good. Good. And can you give us a bit of background to maybe some of your most interesting recent deals? Well, 
um, talking about interesting deals is um, like a, a parent that uh, has to pick a, uh, pick a favorite child, which is really <laughs> Yeah. And so uh, I suppose our time is probably not enough to talk about all of our deals. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'd love to do that. Um, so... Um, let me limit it just to uh, some of the particular interesting ones that are special in terms of business and innovations uh, that yeah. are particularly interesting. So one very recent one uh, in January is on the capital, uh, which is a U.S. investment uh, in a company that essentially um, provides an internet-based uh, bank for loans, uh, small midterm loans for small and medium enterprises. Yeah. Provide this purely over the internet with uh, a, a very innovative business model which leverages uh, what we can do on the internet today, which is why these business models really are starting to come up only over the last two or three years and yeah. are celebrating incredibly. Uh, they use certain elements uh, which things like micropayment technology and elements like that, which are really fascinating. Uh, company is growing by 200% plus per year. Very fascinating mm-hmm. company. Um, also, a very interesting one uh, in the smart metering and home automation industry, a company called Control4, which has a really interesting twist with utilities in allowing a utility through a back channel to connect to a home automation system to remote control some of the appliances. Um, right, okay. You probably don't want uh, your utility to control your refrigerator because that should be on all the time. Uh, but it might be interesting to allow them to turn down your air conditioning system uh, if they provide uh, an according price plan for you. So yes. it's a benefit on both sides. Um, yep. And control for makes tremendous use of that. And another one which is uh, really interesting is an Irish company called Apona, um, who have tremendous experience in building telco systems and telco enabling software. And they've taken this experience to build a really interesting way of providing telco enabled applications uh, in the cloud. Okay. Uh, so it brings to, together telco enablement as well as cloud computing. Uh, something that is uh, very timely today. You uh, probably have seen the WAC Alliance or similar approaches, but essentially telco operators today have a great challenge in terms of all the applications that are currently successful, whether it's on Android or on Apple iPhone, tend to be on top or over the top, i.e. telcos don't participate in this revenue generation approach, but they have to provide the uh, transport mechanism for it. And uh, APONA is seen as one of the key enablers for telcos to actually participate in the revenue generation part around uh, applications on telco networks. Good, good. Oh, some very interesting uh, deals and, and investments in that there. So, so how are you finding the, the, sort of current market conditions for starting new ventures and for investment? So in terms of starting a new venture, um, it's it's one of the best times to start a new venture. Uh, and you probably hear this a lot, and uh, sometimes it may seem like a déjà vu, uh, but if you look at some of the core elements, um, if you want to build an Internet business, uh, it's never been more capital efficient than now. Uh, 
uh, his, uh, the ability to start a business on a very lean and shoestring budget are phenomenal. Uh, and there's no reason why you couldn't start a business uh, in Vilnius, in Lithuania, or in uh, Riga, or in Madrid, or somewhere else uh, mm -hmm. in the internet world uh, that is able to compete on a global basis. Uh, so it's, it's a phenomenal time to start a business from that perspective. It's a challenging time um, to start a business um, in terms of funding. Uh, because the funding environment is challenging. On the other hand, um, one way to look at it is because you can build an, a business in a very capital-efficient manner, uh, you can try out business models, and because funding is difficult, funding is difficult for everyone. So the likelihood, if you have a really good idea, uh, yeah. that you get it funded is actually pretty high, and the likelihood that copycats will get funded so that you get competition is pretty low. Uh, okay. If you're a really yeah. strong uh, entrepreneur and have a great idea, this has got to be the best of time. Great, great. And um, this is likely to be the shortest answer, but uh, what do you tend to do when, you, when you're not building these ventures? What are you doing to, to relax? Do you have much time to, to do that with, uh, um, with, with all the work and the travel? It's very difficult because I do travel across Europe uh, a lot. Uh, so most of my time uh, that I have available, I spend with my family. And uh, since my family is uh, pretty outgoing themselves, uh, mostly we either uh, tend to try to go skiing or windsurfing, uh, love to go sailing. And uh, not only in business but also privately, I like to travel a lot. All right, good. Very good. Well, thank you very much Hugh, for giving us the insights to um, the SAP uh, Ventures. Uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much, and all success in that within your within your ventures and fun. Thank you very much, Andrew. Uh, thanks for the questions, and I look forward to staying in touch with us.